Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. Praise God. At this time, I just want to share with you a little bit. If you need notes, if you'd like to have a copy of the notes, just raise your hand. We'll have some ushers pass them out to you. just want to share a message with you, a short message with you on the fact that He is here with us, Emmanuel, God who is with us, who never leaves us nor forsakes us, but is always there for us. Isn't that good to know? Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, let's pray. Father, We thank you so much for our time together to worship you and honor you in this place. We thank you for your great plan of redemption that you planned and sent Jesus to consummate. We thank you for the Holy Spirit of Almighty God who has made what he did for us a reality in our hearts and in our lives. We honor you in this place and give your presence the highest place of honor among us. And Father, be glorified in everything that is said and done. Make my tongue as the pen of a ready writer to proclaim truth and power and demonstration that our faith would stand not in the wisdom of men, but the power of the living God and resurrected Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. God with us, Emmanuel. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at verse 23, we have these words penned by the apostle Paul. As he was inspired by the Spirit and taught by Jesus himself, he said, For I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. As oft as you drink it, this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he come. Tonight we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. But I want just to pull out a couple of words as we uh, hear those words spoken to us as given by the Spirit of God. Notice he said, and remember this, Jesus taught Paul the gospel. So Jesus emphasized what was spoken. He emphasized thank you for the body. Thank you for the blood and remember. So we've come here tonight to remember and to give thanks. To remember him and to give thanks for his body and give thanks for his blood. In other words, to give thanks for his life. And that's why we're here. But before we get there, I don't know about you, but as far as I'm concerned, Christmas Eve is, in my opinion, one of the most wonderful evenings in the entire year. One reason is because we all gather together in his name, showing love to one another and honoring his presence right here among us. It also helps us really understand right now what the meaning of Christmas is all about. You know, you go back to 1870, June 28th, and that's when President Grant, he signed an executive order making December the 25th a national holiday, calling it Christmas. And if you think about it, Why was it so important to do that? Well, there is no man that has ever entered into this world that impacted the world like Jesus. He is the one who really defined and divides 
human history like no other. Every time you sit down and you write the date, you realize you should remember him. Because we calculate time by his life. B.C. means before Christ. A.D. means Anno Domini or in the year of our Lord. Next Sunday is going to be January 1st, 2017 in the year of our Lord. And it's something to think you go all the way back to 1870 when our government felt it was so necessary to set a day aside to remember the birth of someone so important, Christ. But you notice that even today, it's no longer Christmas. It's just a holiday. But what holiday is it? It's Christmas. Christmas. It's the day that we as a government and as a people set aside to remember the most important person ever born in this realm in which we live. Look what I have there for you. Time Magazine quote. It would require much exotic calculation to deny that the single most powerful figure in all human history has been Jesus Christ. You realize tonight over a billion people will gather together and set apart some time to honor him in services like this throughout the entire world on every continent. Think about that. He's being honored. Now I realize that there are some people that think, well, okay, he was a good man. Some say he was a great teacher. Some say that he's a perfect role model for maybe our children to look up to or even for us to look up to. Some say that he was just a, another founder of religion. Some say he was a God. Some think he was a prophet. And the list goes on and on. But then again, there are those that say he never existed. And look at this quote here from someone saying this. It never happened. The only way primitive religion exists today is through the child abuse. Notice, notice this language. I pulled this out because it's so important to our young people today. The child abuse of forcing it into very young children. But thanks to better, now listen, better education and greater intellects. Today's teens are able to discover the truth, throw off the indoctrination, and step into the real world. I call that the real world of deception and destruction. In other words, we're so smart that God doesn't really exist. Intellect means God doesn't exist. That Jesus never came, that he was never born. That's deception. Beloved, you're here tonight gathered together with all these people for one reason alone. Because you know he's alive. And you know he exists. In the book of Isaiah, we have a revelation of who he really is. We heard it sung, but let's read it together. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be placed upon his shoulder, and he shall be called, his name shall be called, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor. Now notice in the beginning it says, unto us a child is born. That's humanity. Unto us a son is given. That's deity. Humanity and deity. Jesus is not just another man. He is the union of deity with humanity. God himself manifesting himself, becoming flesh and dwelling among us in the person of Jesus Christ. 
That's who he is. And why is that scripture so important? Because it's one of almost over 300 and some say up to almost 400 prophecies that were given. Jesus is the subject of almost 400 prophecies. Listen, almost 400 prophecies. Every one of which came to pass or happened just as it was predicted. Think about that. All those prophecies talking about one person and they all were fulfilled and they all came to pass. Look at his birth in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. This is just an example. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. That was like 700 years before Jesus was born. That is a prophecy. But then look in Matthew's gospel what it says. Matthew's gospel. And he sh- she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord of the Lord by the prophet Isaiah saying behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. So the prophecy came 700 years prior to this and now Jesus is born. His name is Jesus Emmanuel. God is with us which fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah. So that's a prophecy that's fulfilled. Then look about his birthplace. In the book of Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 but thou Bethlehem Ephrathah though thou be little among the thousands of Judah yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been from of old from everlasting that was the prophecy that was given look at the fulfillment in the book of Luke chapter 2 and Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife being great with child and so it was that while they were there the days were accomplished that she should be delivered and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So the prophecy was made, and the prophecy was fulfilled. Now why is this important that those two are fulfilled? Because there were over, um, over 300, almost 400. But listen to this. In one 24-hour period in the life of Jesus Christ, 29 prophecies were fulfilled. These prophecies were spoken by the voices of many over a 500-year period between 1000 B.C. and 500 B.C. And everything that they said about Christ in that 24 hour period came to pass as it was stated in the life of Jesus. Now, if you're a mathematician out there, you'll be blessed by this. The chances of eight of those being fulfilled is one in 10 to the 17th power. The chances of 48 of them being fulfilled is one 
in 10 to the 157th power. That's 48. Can you imagine what the number would be? Over three to 400 prophecies were fulfilled that point to one person and one person alone. You can't calculate it. You can't understand it. Matter of fact, one mathematician put it this way. If you were to take the state of Texas and fill it two feet high with, say, silver dollars, the whole state of Texas, and mark one and throw it out there, and get someone blindfolded and say, just reach in one time and find it. It's an impossibility. That would be the chance that one person could fulfill all those prophecies. Yet every single prophecy, every word that was spoken that went out about Jesus was fulfilled so when we talk about intellect let's talk about intellect you'd have to be really as far as I'm concerned someone who's not intellectual not to believe those statistics think about it you'd have to be ridiculous and silly not to believe it you could do the research for yourself what an amazing truth Jesus the son of God born in Bethlehem by a virgin just as the prophets told it doesn't get better than that we're not here because we're worshiping some good person we're not here because we've gathered together to honor a great teacher we're not here to celebrate a perfect role model and even a God like some with a small g in other words set them next to other gods we're not here to honor a great prophet. We're not here just to honor another founder of religion. Oh, there are many of those that are out there in the world today. You know who we're here celebrating tonight? The Ancient of Days, who robed himself in flesh and walked on earth with mankind. We're worshiping the one who spoke and the whole world came into being. Who spoke and the stars were hung in the sky and he called them out by name. Oh, we're here to worship the one who was clothed with honor and majesty. Who was covered with light as a garment. Who laid the foundations of the earth and they shall not be removed forever. He's the one who walks upon the wings of the wind. Who established a decree by a decree. The water shall not pass over the barrier of the decree that he has proclaimed. He is the one, praise God, that spoke to Abraham and said, I am Al Shaddai, the God of plenty, and I will be your exceeding great reward. We're here to gather and celebrate the life of the one who spoke to Moses in a burning bush and said to him, take your shoes off your feet because I am holy and where you stand is holy. We are here to worship the one that said, Noah, build that ark according to my dimensions. We're here to celebrate the one, praise God, and the only one that the devil could not kill. Hallelujah. The one he could not tempt. The one the grave couldn't hold him down. We're celebrating the one, hallelujah, who rose from the dead on the third day and said, Touch me and see who I am, Thomas. I am the Redeemer. We're celebrating the one, the Bible says, who is the one who shed his blood to save all mankind from every kindred, every tongue, every people, every 
every nation. We're celebrating the one who has power over death, over hell, over the grave, over disease, over devils, over demons, over everything. Who's one that came and saved what was lost, which was our relationship with God and all the authority man was given from the beginning. We're not here to worship just anybody. We're here to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Savior, the Redeemer, who's coming again in clouds of glory. Hallelujah. He's coming again in clouds of glory. Even so come Lord Jesus. Oh, we're here honoring the one who was a baby in a manger when he came the first time. But when he comes again, he's riding on a white horse. He's going to bring the army of heaven with him. A sharp two-edged sword in his hand. A vesture dipped in blood. And he is going to bring a consummation to all things when he comes again. Hallelujah. Oh, he came a baby as a baby innocent the first time. But when he comes a second time, he's coming as the judge. Hallelujah. And the king. Oh, thanks be to God. I don't know about you, but I preach myself happy. <laughs> We're celebrating the fourth man in the burning fire furnace. Who was there with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. And they came out without the smell of smoke on them, praise God. Can you imagine that? The fires of hell will never consume any of you if you gave your heart to Jesus. You're coming out, praise God. You came out. Aren't you glad? We're celebrating Jesus here. And you know what? During this time of year when everybody gets so busy and wrapped up, literally wrapped up in wrapping presents, finding presents, wrapping presents, and doing all the things that everyone does. It's so easy to just fall into that same routine that Christmas is all about all this stuff that's going on. And that's why I like this service. Because we come here, and when we do, we stop and we remember what it's really all about. It's all about this. God made the heavens and the earth and all that is that's in it. He made that. He made man in his image and likeness and placed him in a perfect garden where he said, you've got supreme authority over all the works of my hands. You have everything here to enjoy except one tree. Don't touch lest ye die or dying ye shall die is what he said. Of course, they rebelled and they stepped beyond the boundaries that God created for their uh, living. And when they did, they fell. And when they fell, they opened up the door to death, disease, and every evil thing that we encounter in this life today. That was not the will of God. But God so loved the world. God so loved every one of us. Nothing, he said, is going to stop me from redeeming my man from his fallen state. Nothing. And so he talked to his son, the second person of deity, the Logos, the Word, who became flesh to dwell among us. He said, I need somebody to redeem mankind, but he's got to have perfect blood. And Adam's blood is tainted with sin. And everyone born in Adam is going to die. And there's no way I can accept that blood. Animal blood's not acceptable. It's not good enough. I need someone to go there and house this perfect blood that will redeem mankind. It has to be the right blood type for every person that's alive on the planet. It doesn't matter their gender. It doesn't matter their race. It doesn't matter their ethnicity. None of that matters. What matters is their blood is tainted with sin and the son said I will go to do thy will O father just give me a body and I will go and I will do what you need done and so he came to this earth he was born in a manger 
born of a virgin and the blood he housed was not tainted with the Adamic sin nature. It was a pure blood, a precious blood. The blood that he shed for redemption of all mankind out of every kindred tongue, people, and nation. And I thank God for it. And that's why we're here. The process begins with his birth. And that was his humiliation. Are you glad tonight? Are you glad tonight? Oh, hallelujah. Hi, Pastor Bill here. I want to thank you for joining us today. On behalf of my wife, Krista, and Krista Selby Church, I want you to know that we're here to serve you and your family. Whether you have young children or kids in elementary school, if you're a teenager or a young adult, we have a passion to provide a safe and comfortable environment where you can grow in God and build a solid foundation of His love for you. And with that foundation, we encourage you to take the gospel of Jesus Christ with you wherever you go. It is our heart at Christian Assembly to be an outreach, to be the hand of God toward Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. We want to join as the body of Christ to make one last trumpet call before the final trumpet sound, and through a life of worship, bring in a harvest of people. With whatever gifts God has given you, we want you to be free to share those gifts and talents. Life is most fulfilled when we share God's love with others. And in all that we do, we want to demonstrate the power of the name of Jesus to the world through a ministry of excellence to God first and then also to you. So whatever the situation, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I want you to know that we love you and God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And that plan begins by making Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life. And if you've never made that decision yet, I'd like to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. And if you will, Jesus will become your Savior and your Lord. Just repeat after me this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I now accept you and receive you as my personal Savior and Lord. Heavenly Father, I have called on the name of Jesus. I'm now your child in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.